All right. Um, I said I would do the intro. Oh, God, I'm nervous now. Um, Not so easy. Uh, welcome to Thought Cops. I'm Officer Grant. Uh, with me is Officer Kevin. Come on, Grant. Uh, that's all. I, you know, we got it. We got <laughs> Come on, man. We're, we're revamping the whole show. We got rid of the whole format, and I just want a clean break. I just want a nice, clean break where you just do just a, a normal, just you say the show, you say your name, and then we're off. And look, look at how smoothly it's going so far. Listen, you got, you got to put a little more gusto on it. I'm not saying put as much gusto on as I did. But just put a little more. This is a wor- it's a work in progress, and we'll we'll figure it out. But uh, I wanted to do a pathetic intro because uh, I just felt like that's just how I felt, and I feel like how I feel, how we all feel, is how I feel like we should be putting that into the product that we do. Is because people then it's like more authentic. Honesty, you're right. Then yeah, people see that and they're like, got got to hand it to them. They're gonna be like, that was so brave of Grant to do the intro so meekly. I'm being I'm being vulnerable, you know. This is uh, this okay. is who I am as a person, and people better get to uh, like it. Speaking of likable people, uh, we have Garrett Hunter back on the show today. <laughs> Hello, hi, folks. Uh, great to be here, and I'm so happy you put your heart on your sleeve, Grant. I think it takes Thank a you. lot to be so vulnerable. And that quote from Nietzsche <laughs> that you read earlier was like deep. Is that who I think that's who it was? Hurt people, hurt people. That one like that. Yeah, I didn't have the energy that Grant used to come in with. Uh, I'm sorry, Kevin. I'm already screwing names up. Um, (laughs) Oh crap! That's fine. But Kevin's energy was almost. um, I'm going to say unhinged. You know, with the yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Right. Season two. Season two. It's it's different, and I like that. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get a, a clean break, you know, from the okay. past. Trying to trying to do a whole reinvention. Um, and I mean, speaking of speaking of reinventions, you've been on the show for a number of years so far, and we're coming up on almost uh, twenty years of Mega sixty four. Can you believe uh, I think it? Ten, what ten years of PPS at this point too, right? Something crazy, like uh, you know, I know we're in eight hundred and. Uh... No, no, fuck, four hundred and eighty-three episodes. So, however many, uh, you know, weekly times fifty-two divided by carry the two, however that works, you know. Um, I think, uh, yeah, somewhere around ten years, and uh, uh, on, it's weird. Second. I think, I think we lost Grant. Do we lose Grant? It was because of the math equation I gave. Was yeah, complex. yeah. The, it, his computer just fucking. Went he crazy. dropped his abacus on the camera. No, I'm back. I'm not stupid or anything, Kevin. Um, but uh, the the question that I wanted to ask is uh, after after going for some for so long on these uh, ventures, as someone oh, yeah. called them. Um, you know, are there ever times where you know? Obviously, it's like we're sort of reinventing this show a little bit. We're taking the core elements, but trying to dress them up a little bit differently. Yeah. How how do you bring that energy into something you've been doing for ten or twenty years? You know, to constantly um, keep exciting, keep it exciting, keep it fresh. I think with with like core Mega sixty four stuff, we try to. Focus on production quality and other. We'll try to kind of like raise our own bar. Um, I know that's something I hear the guys talk about a lot is like, hey, we're going to spend extra time on the lighting in this video 
and it's going to be worth it because it's going to look so fucking good. And then like, man, we see sometimes like, holy shit, that pays off. Like this one effect, like that took way more time to set up, but pull off, like adds just this element to, uh, you know, that kind of um, filmmaking is, is what I think we're like striving for with core mega 64 stuff with the poorly played stream. Like God, that format is just, so the only constant is just me being distracted while trying to play a game. So that's always been pretty <laughs> loose. But there's weeks where it's like, yo, what I've gone through my game collection. You know, I've I've played almost every fucking PS2 and PS3 game I have on the stream. I've played, you know, so much. Um, and sometimes like I want to go back to old stuff, and I don't really. I, I don't find myself like ever playing the new hotness for viewers. Like I'm not doing fall guys or like uh, Fortnite. Yeah. Just cause like th those aren't my things. So it's, it's never got like too much of a chore where if I, I think if I were trying to play those games and, and hit like the Twitch fucking algorithms, I feel like then God, that would get daunting. Um, but the way I'm doing it at like, I can't really bitch. It's like, I'm coming in here and playing silent Hill three. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> That's a, that's a good time. Well, and that's also like the poorly played stream is like three things in one. It's like yeah. a, a music show slash a talk show slash a video game stream. And I mean, are there ever times when you're doing it where you're like, I, I want to do a little a little more of the talk show aspect? Oh, totally. Let, let me let me let me dip into some of this music a little bit more. Let me screw yeah. around with that more. It almost depends on how early I can get into this room to set up for the show. Um, if I got a couple hours to set up, man, that's going to be a musical show. Cause I'll, I'll start composing like new beats or new synth like loops on all the equipment behind me here on all the MIDI stuff. And I'll have time to kind of like, Oh, I like that. I'll save that. Okay, cool. Oh, and then I'll write in my head like, okay. And then I'll play this prank all over it. And, uh, you know, uh, other times it's like, yeah, I'm getting off work. I'm running late. I'm running like right in here, 20 minutes to set up. Brian flies in sound check. We're live. It's like, okay, I'm playing the game. I'm taking discord calls. I don't even know what's happening. Um, but that is kind of the fun of it being that kind of like, uh, radio morning show kind of vibe or energy. Um, it's interesting. My partner, Brian, who you guys have had on too. Yeah. He kind of he kind of vibes on the same thing like with his Twitch stream KLBR cuz it's like request That's line him and, radio. Uh, Frank, right? Well, uh Big Dogs is him and Frank. See, we're all like multi-fractured. Oh, so wow. It's a freaking multiverse. Thing. It is. Oh my god. Enough of the You guys have uh do you have the rights to um to uh LeBron also in your multiverse? Uh does he pop in for a no, I think Super Mega has the rights to LeBron in, in this universe. We're trying to get, okay, I'm, I'm yeah, asking, I'm trying to email Matt. Um, do a big umbrella but, company. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to get them all. Yeah. You know. Hey, we got and somebody we in the chat. I just, wanna, I, I just want to point this out real quick. Somebody in the chat, uh, it looks like it's slimed at Garbage Main, says, Grant's hat low-key kind of big. Anyone else noticing this? <sighs> this fucking guy. No, no, this is, uh, this is a regular size hat. You know, I like I like this guy. I like this artist, Slime to Garbage Main. Yeah, a, I'd even consider him a friend of mine. How about that? Oh, but um, yeah, I, I'm I, might, do, I might do the same. 
I'm going to do the two of you guys a favor, um, and I'm not going to be so hard to work with uh, today on the podcast. I'm going to, you know, take it easy, go with the flow. Um, it's nice. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, that was okay. that was a Halloween special, as we did say. That was sort of a I was a scared. Spook. Yeah, <laughs> you're telling me. It's sort of yeah. spooktacular. Terrified even, yeah. Yeah. But, I, you know, as long as nobody... <sighs> Gets possessed by fucking Beetlejuice or whatever the hell. I think I think we're gonna be okay. Pump, pumpkin juice. I think he he never named his OC, so I I'm calling it Pumpkin Juice. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed by that. I kind of wanted the name for it. Oh well. Yeah, well, we, he said we something about s- slime the garbage guy or something. Uh, he said oh, it at the beginning. He, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because we were we were like doing a very half-assed, weak attempt at like Simpsons Treehouse of Horror names. And <laughs> like, well, Matt Hell Brooks. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Something days. crazy like that, basically. But speaking of crazy, speaking of Halloween, Garrett, you guys just did Mega Sixty Four Interactive Hell Festival. How the how the mm. dare I say hell was that? Oh my goodness! Uh, it was great. Hockey sticks. This was uh, this was a real this was a real fun one. Um, a adventure into all forms of entertainment as well. You had your musical elements in that show as as uh, we brought some um, kind of freestyle and uh, some karaoke songs to life in certain segments. But uh, I I wrote and produced a segment that I had such a blast making uh, called Howlin' Howard's Top Ten Most Brutal Kills. Uh, and I got to do uh, this with Sean, who, lo- you know, Sean, very mild-mannered yeah, yeah. feller, you know. Maybe he hasn't seen so many gore flicks, you know. He's not attuned to the video nasties. So I found myself pulling from, like, DVD collection because this shit's so old of mine, it's not even on Blu-ray. And I- I'm like, yeah. oh, I-, I haven't watched this in a good 10 years. I- oh, I remember there's a good gross-ass scene in this one, you know. And, I- and I'm pulling this, and I'm just getting giddy with excitement. And then I'm editing the clips together and everything. It was like the most fun I've had working on a project in so long. And I knew uh, he was going to turn green. And he didn't really have to ham it up that bad. I mean, he was really <laughs> – he said he almost <laughs> vomited during one of the scenes. Oh, man. Um, Can you imagine how amazing that would have been if he did? I think, yeah. A real method actor would have just let it fly. I'm not a vomiter, but I'm. I, I definitely understand the the discomfort towards a lot of like gore type stuff. I've never yeah. really been into a lot of that. You know what? And he really, him and Johnny both, they really opened my eyes, and I realized I'm fucked up and desensitized <laughs> to this shit. Um, especially because like I was buying this on DVD and uh, you know, like, <laughs> well, to be fair, Garrett, a lot of kids these days are all the same fucking way. They grow up on these beheading sure. videos and this fucking, you know, I mean, no, nah, that the hell. was, that was us kids nowadays. They grow up on uh, uh Jojo Siwa or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. Uh, we grew up with watching ISIS beheading videos. We were uh, on Ogre. Gen Z can't claim And we that. were better for it too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I turned out okay. Um, And I I had I had an extensive knowledge of, uh, you know, what would really freak out my friends. But they they did shed some light on the fact that that I am a little desensitized to it because I I showed Sean um, a scene from Cannibal Holocaust of a man getting his penis cut off with a sharp stone. And uh, it looks very real. But then I realized, like, it looked so real. Like, Sean now is convinced that was real. 
he saw a real um, dismemberment. And and he, I, I think because he's brought it up like four times over the last like couple weeks, like I think it's like always in his head now. <laughs> oh my god! And that and that kind of makes me feel bad. Well, uh, as, and then, you know what? Come on, as it's a scary the, movie. He should know better. He is, works in video. I told well, him. Also, fake. isn't isn't Cannibal Holocaust one of those movies where like the police got involved and they're like, this isn't a snuff film, is it? And they were like, no. They had to prove it, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was one of those those, definitely. gross-out movies, like Serbian film and all these other ones. People were like, oh, you got to watch this. I have no aspiration to watch any of that type of shit. That just always like that. There there was a lot of commenting that I should have shown Serbian film, but that's low-hanging fruit, guys. That's the obvious thing. Too easy. And I'm not going to fuck Sean up. Very I mean, I think maybe I pushed him a little too yeah. hard. Maybe not fuck him I, up that bad. I don't want to fuck him <laughs> up that bad. He, in fact, like I told him, I was like, yo, I'm showing you Cannibal Holocaust stuff. And he's like, that's the one with all the animal death in it. And I'm like, I'm not going to show you any of that. Because uh, that is that is like brutal shit. Yeah, um, it's a jackal in the chat which, here brings up a good point. He says, Sean was literally in a video called Genital Mutilation Prank. <laughs> That's all. That's all we did. We just we just showed that like the 1970s. It's just a prank, bro. It's just yeah, a prank. Just a the Yanumame. They were playing a prank on the guy. Tie him up to the tree. Get the stone out. You know, um, hilarious, classic. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. There, there was another film. Wait. Oh, sorry. One one quick last thing. Um, film called Aftermath about what happens to you after you go to the morgue, and uh, what the coroner may or may not do. Um, the surprise, the oh. corner just, just fucks this dead body, like all throughout the movie. Um, uh, so we and, mark that for spoilers. Yeah, sorry. But, um, no, don't watch, no one watch this movie. <laughs> um, uh, I realized like, as I'm editing, I'm like, Johnny, come in here. I'm like, I'm, check out, I'm going to show Sean this, or maybe <laughs> this is too much. But then I'm just thinking like, Johnny listens to heavy metal. You know, Johnny's fucking hanging out with us. Johnny can fucking watch, <laughs> yeah. you know? A little, uh, a, a little uh, necrophilia, you know, uh, and, and then, and then, like, I look at him after I'm showing him my editing bay, and he's like turning white as a ghost, and I'm like, oh, and he's like, yeah, that's fucked up, bro. Like, you sh-, like, I realize, like, he doesn't want to see this at work. Like, what am I doing? Um, it's weird. It's an interesting <laughs> job we have here. Yeah, that that that's uh, hey, not everybody can say that they get to see that kind of cool stuff at work. Huh? Yeah, you're an HR hazard. I feel bad, yeah. We're <laughs> luckily we're we're flying under that radar still. Yeah, he's going to report you to Kevin or something. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's and he's um, a reprimander. Yeah, and how how long have you guys been doing Hellfest? Was it because if I remember correctly, was it starting because of like you know Andy, the whole yeah. the, you know as we like to call it on the show here the pandemic. Yeah, oh. we do call it that <laughs> exclusively. I'll never forget Guys, the I first time that I heard somebody like say that out loud. Be like, you know, some people are calling it the pandemic, and I wanted to be like, what are you fucking stupid? Don't ever say that out loud around me ever again. Yeah, it was Kevin. I said that to Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually um, like an Uber driver <laughs> pins you down and tells you about it. Yeah. In my Uber experience. drivers, yeah, they always, you know what? Either they don't say anything at all, or they just want to be like, "Let me just share with you the craziest political views you've ever fucking heard." Mm-hmm. That's well, like, they're listening the, to like the, a the ride is seven minutes, right? 
It's like when Elon Musk takes over Twitter and all of a sudden there's a spike of like 500% usage of the N-word. It's just that everybody on Uber has started using Twitter now. Like it's every Uber driver is like this. They're tweeting and driving. Yeah. There's tons of accidents all over every city. Right. That's why we need those self-driving cars from uh, Mr. Elon Musk. You see, right. it's all his fault. Now he's got to solve this problem, but it's like a yeah. Uroboros. The big he made Twitter so much in, fun. Its own mouth. Yeah, but he doesn't want to make the cars that drive us around so we can be on our phones tweeting <laughs> mean shit at each other all day. Right. I did get a quite the the only good thing about this eventual buyout or whatever the fuck is happening with the website that I just used to promote when I'm going live on Twitch, essentially. Um, yeah. Whatever yeah. happens, uh, it was kind of funny for like that week to see just like a lot of fucking threats coming at the dude. <laughs> like it was crazy the the jokes that were coming at him when he took over. I was like, free speech. Whoa. Yeah, I'm it all it. counts now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, to, to bring us back on track, we were talking about uh, Hellfest, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna have to keep you're gonna have to keep me on track today because yeah, it's it's been a long one. Um, this is the show it's, it's actually, we're all we're all loosey goosey now. I have to correct you, Grant. It is called Mega 64's Interactive Hell Festival. Oh my bad. That's okay. That's where everyone's calling it Hellfest, and much to our chagrin, that's just how it's gonna be. Oh, it's just um, shorthand. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was definitely, it was definitely because of um, the, you know, lockdown came and everything uh, as far as like us going to Anime Expo or PAX, PAX East, like, you know, we did like six cons a year. Um, All of those kind of stopped and we thought, all right, well, let's do our own virtual con. And and then it started with 64X, which was like, we'll come in on Saturday We'll do like a six hour day of streaming like we're at Comic-Con because there is no Comic-Con this year, essentially. Um, And that kind of replaced game days and it replaced Anime Expo and Comic-Con. And then we thought like, well, let's not just do this one. Let's let's think of every quarter we can do another one. And like Hell Festival came out of, you know, uh, the Halloween season. Um, I think we're going to expand even more like uh, Christmas cast has always been kind of like. A, a big event for us as well. But, oh, yeah. you know, I think a lot of ideas getting thrown around. Maybe we're going to try to expand that too, you know, into more of a production. Cause that's what we're going for is like, yo, let's step, let's step up the production. Let's, um, for sure. Let's bring this full six hour day of Halloween programming. Yeah. I know you mentioned game days and, I, and I'm sitting here, I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like, you know, it's November. Oh, it's that shit. time of the year. And I'm, I'm scratching yeah. my head. I'm like, is that going to happen anymore? Is game days, is that, Bye-bye? You know, I'm not the one to answer. I know uh, we would love, like, I I miss game days, especially day one. That was so fun. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Love it. I, I really liked hanging out at the hotel and having, like, the little mini convention uh, and then having the special guests that came by and everything. Like, I mean, over the years, like, Keith Apicary, DJ Doug Pound, and uh, Neil Hamburger, and, I mean, so many cool guests came by. Um, yeah, yeah, I got Missing to go a few that. times. It was like truly a blast. Like it was like one of the. F- that was where I first met you. Know. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I really, uh, I really do miss that day one. Day two was hanging out in Disneyland, uh, 
And then we would kind of switch it up every other year, maybe, or something. It'd be like California Adventure or wherever. It's just so hard. I think now the way Disneyland works, I haven't been in a bit, but I think there's like a reservation system or I don't know that just like 300 people can guaranteed descend on the park for like an event anymore. And that's kind of what it was. We just like took over. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it got to be like, uh, I think in the last year it was maybe, or the year before it was the biggest number. It was like 500 people or something like in the photo, you could count heads. And it's like, this is fucking crazy. Well, I mean, like I, I, like I, I had fun at Disneyland. I'm not a big theme park guy anyway. I was there for like, you know, to see you guys and see my friends. I don't see very often out there, but it was like, you know, day one was like, that was where it was at for, for me at least. And I feel like you guys, sure. if you did some, if you did something like that again, I'd, I'd surely, you know, try my best to get out there. I know Grant, you were supposed to come out with me last yeah. time, which um, was like three years ago. And you're like, I'll go was, next year. That was when I was like, uh, the next year's the year. It's going to happen. I'm going. And then the world shut down. Ugh. And, you know, but you guys don't want to be going to uh, Disneyland anyways. It's, it's all political now. Yeah. Well, there was. I, I I just uh, this past summer I went to uh, I went to Disney World with some of my family and my mom was like, you know, it wasn't as political as I thought it would be. It's like it's their fucking <laughs> mice she, walking around. What kids. did you think that it would be? <laughs> uh, you know what you guys got to do, Garrett? Woke. You guys yeah. got to you know what? Wait around until. Uh, I don't know when the American one opens, but Super Nintendo World, Super, whatever oh, they call yes. the American one, yeah, that's got to be where it happens. Or you know what? Let's all go to let's all just go to Osaka because Japan's open now. We can do it. That's right. Yeah, let's go there. It's 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 probably cheaper to get there for the Australian and uh, English guests. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think it will in some way have to come back at some point, but I just don't know that if we're there yet. Um, but I'm almost like, yo, let's change the theme park. Like we've done Disneyland, right? Let's do, let's do some other smaller theme park. That's my dream is like, we work with the staff and the management and we get like, we get the hall inside the theme park and we have day one inside that hall, you know, inside a smaller spot or something. I don't know. Rent um, out uh, Cedar Rapids or some fucking place God. in the Midwest. <laughs> sort I, of can thing. we do it in San Diego too, so I don't have to drive to Los Angeles? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Maybe. I'm down for I'm it. A, I'm yeah. a hater. Well, it's not. It's Anaheim, <laughs> but Anaheim's not as bad. No, I just see yeah, it because I I was honestly forgetting like when it was, and even like today, I'm like, oh yeah, game days usually is this time of the year, and I googled like game days, and I couldn't find an answer because I haven't heard anybody talk about it. Hadn't seen anything about it saying it wasn't happening. It was happening. So I was like, are you guys just maybe want to stick to the digital stuff for now? Because that is fun. And it's it's a lot cheaper than a plane ticket. So it's as far as I know, like, that's definitely what is going on now is like, yeah, we're trying to focus on the digital stuff. But yeah, I, I would love I would love just as much as everyone, I think, to get game days up again. And uh, yeah, I'll 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 put that two cents in on my next little uh, meeting with the boys. Well, you know what you could do? Like I said, Osaka, Super Nintendo World. Uh, doesn't, you're, you guys are buddies with Hideki Kamiya. Doesn't he live out in Osaka? Oh, yeah. Get him as a guest to... Uh, oh my know. God, that's that's the real deal is like when we start getting Japanese developers to come to game days. Now we've made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think Kamiya would do it. He was so cool, man. He worked with us on uh, the, the, uh, the video where all the boys went out to Japan and, and filmed it with him. 
then that next like month or so was PAX East. Uh, and he came out and like was on our panel with us as like a con- we showed that video because I think we were premiering it there or something or it just come out. And he was so oh, cool yeah, to like yeah. come into our like, hey, hide in this fucking hallway. And then we're going to play this video. And then you come in. We almost, we like we're going to have a fight. And I remember he was intimidating through those like glasses. You know, we both we like the yellow <laughs> shades. But he was staring me down through those glasses and he had his fists up. And I was like, this guy could take me. Uh, but as uh, such a cool dude to work with, like specifically, like over the last few years, Camille has been awesome. And Bayonetta yeah, three know, just came out. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, Bayonetta three just came out. Kadeki has been uh, resolved of any wrongdoing because we all He's we all we saved. covered that. We covered it. Uh, oh, is that Siri? Sorry, Siri's Siri is like. Uh, maybe Siri she's wanted gonna... to chime in on uh, the Bayonetta drama. Yeah, ask her how she feels too, about but... the Helena Taylor situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a voice actress herself, Siri, she's probably siding with Helena. So I think she's donating to some conversion therapy charities right now. Siri, knock that yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Get out of my PayPal, been... bitch. Come on. You yeah, got that story got to weird. All your info. You got to love yeah. a story like that where it's just like every day was a different twist and turn. You're like, huh, okay. I, I found myself typically, because I'm of the ilk that thinks like, yo, play video games, don't fucking write about them or talk about them on the internet. Like, just enjoy yeah. it. Exactly. But I did find myself a little like, hey, what's uh, coming into work? Like, hey, hey, what's the latest development, boys? Uh, and they'd be like, yo, get this. So Kamiya tweeted out, don't believe the lies. The liars out there, the truth will be revealed. And I'm like, this is like, um, I don't know, this is like conspiracy level deep web uh you know about a video game this is fucking gamergate 2.0 right now here we are this is uh joe rogan needs to get to the bottom of this if anybody (laughs) needs to get to the bottom of it joe rogan how long until how long until drama how long until camilla goes on joe rogan i wonder oh shit he's had uh lesser known people on there for sure i'm 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 remembering Cliff Blazinski in the early days, like back in the Brian Redband days, like before the new studio or even the like move out of his house. He's been, I mean, he's been doing it for so fucking long. I mean, I, I've seen yeah. people I've like, I'm like, that guy was on Joe Rogan. And I'm like, oh, it was from like 14 years ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Every, every once in a while, like I'll be scrolling through YouTube and YouTube will be suggesting me like the Sargon of Akkad on Joe Rogan episode. And I'm just like, did, is this even real? Did this happen? And of course it is real. And it did happen. He talked to anyone and everyone. Um, I, it's weird. Cause it's like, um, it's that guilty, like you're ashamed to admit you ever listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I listened for fucking so long. Like I, I started when he, he he had like, uh you know, Cliffy B on. And that would be like, why the fuck is Joe Rogan and Brian Redband? Because I, I was a fan of this this whole podcast network called death squad, uh, death squad. Yeah. Yeah. That red band ran all these comedians and, uh, put mics in front of, you know, Brody Stevens and little Esther and they had a show. And then like, that's where I first heard like Tom Segura or Ari Shafir or any of these people. And I like fell in love with that whole like cloud of stuff. And it was right. like, okay, Joe, Joe Rogan kind of like runs this gig. And then like, um, yeah, it was finally, I think I tapped out, a month or so pre uh, move to what was it Spotify 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Once it started going to Spotify, I was just like, whatever. But even before then, it was like, I would just catch episodes that would be interesting. Like, yeah. I'm a really big fan of oh, like Duncan Russell. Yeah, yes. yeah. I oh, mean, Duncan's like episodes that, were or, always great. Yeah, they were always e- great. Yeah. For us to even be like, yo, remember how good those old JRE episodes with like Duncan Trussell and, right. you know, remember how funny those were? And it's like, oh, you listen to the Joe Rogan experience. Okay. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's, like 10 years. 10 years ago, it was like a different thing. It wasn't. I, you I had to know. be there. You had to be you there. You had to be there. I mean, did. the homie's getting paid, but it's not cool anymore. He got too big. It's not cool anymore. It's always what happens. Oh, really? start, I'm worried about that you with you guys. Taking, you got to stay where you are. <laughs> no uh, we, way, Garrett. We, no problem. No yeah, problem. We haven't, we haven't grown our audience <laughs> ever. It's always just been uh, Zwick is the so only person that cool. listens. That's why you're Thank fucking... You. The bee's knees, which is hey, the most we're, uncool we're thing cutting I can edge. Think of to say. We're, uh, we're basically really. like uh, like the punk rock band equivalent of podcasting, truly. We have a small, that's, loyal audience. That's true. People look up to us. They steal our organizational skills. They get bigger yeah. than us, you know. Yeah. We're yeah. highly influential. By that, I mean using a Google Doc. They Nobody ever thought influential your... among the uh, micro podcasting realm in terms of our organizational skills. Everybody's stealing our Google Doc. Hey, nobody, <laughs> ever, nobody ever thought about the Doc before. They just went, they just went, you know, right in. They just Such wrote a on idea. a fucking Live notepad. Updates? Like, what do what do I talk about this episode? It's just like yeah. put it on there and then just hit the share button. Give it to your guests. Now they know what they're going to talk about. Like the the number of people who have come on this show and like looked at the Google Doc and been like. Whoa! Awesome. <laughs> it's very cool. Uh, you were the first that I ever saw do it. Really? Okay. Yeah, and well, the fact see, that Grant- you can both remotely update it—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a very uh, innovative podcasting tool to have that on a second screen for your guest because they're not like anxious about what to do. That it's is true. Right that is true. And then even like you said, remotely, from a guest like, perspective. I got it on my phone, and like if I ever think of a two minutes of hate or something that mildly irritates me, I'm opening up Google Docs on my phone, putting it in there. I'm like, I cannot, I got, I, like, I'm not going to forget this. I'm going to toss yeah. it in there. You know, my boomer ass is writing on fucking uh, post-it notes here. So, hey, that's good. I mean, I do that. Too. I do that here and there, but yeah, it's going in the dock at some point. This is thrilling conversation. Right yeah, now. you know, organization. But... That's what happens. You like, know, what when the you're fuck on the am I doing here, man? I'm like. You were like getting away from the fucking format just to talk this about is, the format. This is good though. <laughs> this, this is, is this is very Seinfeld, you know. Like this is what this, this is, is whole nothing experience. like Seinfeld. This is exactly yeah. like Seinfeld. Seinfeld wasn't talking about Google Docs or you anything know, those like exist that. Yet. But if they did, hey, Grant, exist. you know, you know, be fucking, you know, be fucking hilarious, Grant. Yeah. If Seinfeld existed in the current day, and what if there is a Twitter account? That like posted prompts of what that would be like. Wouldn't that be fucking crazy? My my two favorite characters, Gurge and Jerai. I don't know, Grant. I'm not sure if you know why that's funny. I don't know if you know why that's funny because it's they spell it wrong. It's different. Yeah, yeah. Gurge. You know, we're so we're so we're so accustomed. We're so trained like sheep to know Jerry and George. But when they say it differently, something shoots off in our brain and we think that's funny. That's that's groundbreaking. Take the convention, flip it on its head. But Gary, I also want to talk to you about, um, you know, we talked a little before the recording about how people are 
pivoting to music these days. It seems like that's just the move. Yeah. And you've been you've been doing some music. You've been collaborating with friends of the show, like we mentioned from last week, Slime to Garbage Main, uh, yeah. Alex Schultz hard from to, Be hard nice to work Productions. With. Easy to work with. Great, great guy. Slime slime was not hard to work with. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, everyone, it seems now who hit. Well, we're all following the Joji train. You know, we see the path in front of us. You know, Filthy Frank transformed himself into the entity known as um, Joji. And I think that's kind of like what uh, we're all out there trying to aspire to. I'm trying to do the opposite. I started off in music and was like, no, thank you. I'm not yeah. getting what I want out of this. Dude, you can get Morph Suits on Amazon, like 17 bucks. You're going to devolve into the filthy grant. Fine. Thank you. I'm glad you put it in those terms so I have something to aspire to now. Yeah, so we I'm just DM'd us and now. said that's kind of funny because I'm pretty sure Grant Mooney started the podcast to get away from music, but it's a private DM. It's like, uh, why'd you DM that? <laughs> it's private like music is. It's private, it's personal. Oh, you have man. to, like Grant, you have to put your heart on your sleeve and you have to throw it out into the world and go, God, what you know where I got? You like? know where I got that from is, uh, you remember the, the Zero shirt that Billy Corgan used to wear? Yes. Well, on yeah, the classic. side, he had a little, uh, a little heart-shaped uh, Smashing Pumpkins I, logo right yeah, on his sleeve. That. He was literally wearing uh, his heart on his sleeve. And that's, and that's why, why he's the smartest man ever. You can connect with those lyrics, yes. Have you heard him talk about the harp system on the Joe Rogan podcast? I did. I also heard him <laughs> talk about seeing a shapeshifter on the Howard Stern show once. <laughs> he's, he's, I think he's into wrestling, so he might have been hitting the head a few too many times or something, but he's got some ideas. I know really he's does. talked about uh, that he thinks that he has like lead poisoning from growing up in the 70s or whatever. And I believe him. Uh, <laughs> Wait, but it's just him, though. Only, everybody only else who grew him. up in the 70s. No, nah, they're fine. Or like, yeah, I don't know. That's why my dad's that way. Um, yeah, what a rough time the 70s must have been. We yeah. got it easy now. Sitting in AC. We got RGB lighting all in our rooms. It's beautiful. No heavy metals. No asbestos. No. no, we filter our water. Our pineal is purified. Uh, another Joe Rogan thing. I <laughs> always talked about the fucking pineal gland and the goddamn DMT. What the fuck is that shit? I have no, no idea, idea, but that's like everybody's go-to like Joe Rogan joke. Like, that, well, you, I you swear to God, DMT? that's what made him. That's what made him the most fans of like you know Internet Silk Road. Like, uh, I don't know. I think it was it was that he was a very influential figure within like certain spheres of the internet that didn't always sort of like cross each other's path sort of a little bit because it's like you get the meatheads and you get the druggies and you get some of like the pseudo political intellectual type people and stuff like that and this like big intersection of all these subgroups which I think for a time it was interesting because again you can go back to some of those older episodes and it's like oh he has this person on and then who's this person and then this like oh holy shit who's Wim Hof who's Duncan Trussell who are these people and shit and then you know, then he's going to be, becomes, uh, he'll yeah. be, go, he'll go down. Well, we'll see how they uh, restructure the history books, but he'll go down in some form, hopefully in the history books as being like this odd countercultural 
icon of the internet in these in, right. the, in the 2010s, you know, to 20 era. It's just weird to think about the guy from news radio who tells dick jokes. Yeah, or the fear factor. Yeah, I was guy. like, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I was reading. Uh, don't ask why. I was reading the the Wikipedia art uh, doing research for Phil Hartman today. And uh-huh. I was like going through it. Apparently, like, because I, I know he was on uh, Joe Rogan and Phil Hartman were both on news radio. And apparently yeah. they were like super good friends offset. Very good friends. Which yeah, is weird I to loved, think about. I think news radio might be one of my favorite. I guess it's a sitcom. Yeah. Um, that that show is like top tier. Like, I absolutely love that show. And he has evolved in such a weird way from that into yeah. what he is now. It's like right. odd that I followed this dude's whole career. I mean, I didn't watch Fear Factor. I don't think I had cable in those years. But uh it, it's I mean, just radio strange. That was pre Fear Factor, right? Yeah. yeah. 95. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. had hair in that. Yeah. And I got to yeah. I, I I say Fear like, Factor was on like NBC. Okay. I yeah, yeah. Say. Yeah. Um I'm just thinking about like how I even got interested in like exercising uh, or like maintaining just a modicum level of uh, muscle tone and lifting kettlebells. It was like it was all that fucking Joe Rogan influence from listening to that show for, you know, 10 years back in the day. And you were telling us uh, before we started about uh, you're getting into some uh, pro wrestling stuff and also trying to put some mass on. That's my latest. Um, can we get toxically masculine here for a second? Yeah. Is everyone? Absolutely. Are you guys comfortable? Well, done what else done. are podcasts for? Um, I'm gonna take true. this stupid fucking hat off. <laughs> well, is it warm? Um, it's it's pretty warm. No, I just mean because uh, you know, a hat for babies. Yeah. I need to show my receding hairline. Speaking of, yeah, I've been a lot of testosterone and it's it's going to be pulling back soon. Uh no, I haven't started HR uh H HR hormone replacement hormone therapy. Replacement. HRT. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that. Rogan told me to get on that, but I'm not listening. Uh but I am I I don't know what if uh I guess you could consider it um midlife crisis has come over me, but I'm like, yeah, I should start training in pro wrestling at 40. That's that's a good idea. I should start, you know, uh, tumbling and diving uh, off the t- off the middle ropes, and uh, you know, just let me learn how to take bumps for two hours once a week. Uh, so that's one of my latest little adventures. I think I I got the bug um, when we we filmed some stuff for our last sixty four X, and I got to take a little bump. There was a there was an anime panel that got double booked with a, a women's wrestling uh, exhibition. And there, there, unfortunately, there was a little accident towards the end. Uh, but we did this great bit and uh, I got to be involved. And then I started talking to some of my friends that helped us with the thing, our wrestlers from a local promotion here in San Diego. Um, one that Derek's worked with and Eric Badur, who we were talking about earlier, uh, worked with them too, called Super Awesome Showdown. And then uh, <clears throat> I just asked him, I was like, yeah, Yo, you guys like train regularly? And could I come by? And they were like, yeah, the more the merrier. And now I got like two awesome wrestling coaches. Uh, and then I get to wrestle uh, like once a week for a couple hours in a backyard. There's like chickens roaming around like the outskirts and I'm learning like luchador moves. It's very authentic. But I'm yeah, having I was gonna a say that, that feels blast. That feels extremely appropriate. Yeah, I, I was going to say really that. Is. 
I, I feel like I can see you do that in, in my mind's eye. I'm like, yeah, that that 100% tracks. That fits I wouldn't perfectly. have it any other way. Yeah. Right. It, I mean, it, I might just it, be... Might just be thinking of Nacho Libre, though. I'm not sure. It's close. It's kind. Of, it's it's. That's all you need. It's it's essentially that. I'm um. I'm still very like you know getting used to what this is even gonna like turn into. So I don't even know essentially why I'm doing this. I think the intention was like, you know, I can learn a couple cool moves, and then then like if we need to do any stunts or stuff for Mega sixty four, like I could do that. Like I don't think the intention was like, yo, I'm gonna join the Indies and start a character and wrestling for real, but I don't know. I'm like, I'm very interested and it's been like three months now, uh, much to the point of, uh, what, what Grant said though, like putting on mass that has like snowballed into like, okay, so I'm going to start wrestling and I should probably pad out my body. If I'm going to be beating it up this badly, Oh, let me start let me start uh, working out. Okay, I'm gonna start. Oh, let me get a personal trainer. Oh, let me get uh, 160 grams of protein in me every day. And now Good. I'm like, Good. I'm this machine. God, I'm a, I'm a machine, Grant. That's I'm, fantastic. Uh, I'm well, trying. That's also, I was going to say, that's good for like your like bone density and shit like that too, because I'm assuming with wrestling and shit like that, you're just, you're taking hits left and right. And it's like, you don't want to crack a rib. You don't want to pull a tendon or anything like that. And some of the the best, uh, uh, some of the best benefit from weightlifting in and of itself is like uh, building up those structures a little more. It's not all about turning into a beefcake. Sometimes it's just uh, bulletproofing your body. And that was, that was definitely my goal. So my cousin's been training me and, uh, you know, he's got me eating my fucking body weight, you know, the pounds converted to grams and that's how much protein I need a day, which is not fucking like enjoyable at this point after doing this for like probably three months of this, uh, I am like, I'm looking at food in a totally different way Yeah, and I'm developing an unhealthy relationship with it that's uh, that's so many people in like (laughs) the fitness sphere in general like really uh, i feel like getting into lifting is like uh purposefully giving yourself an eating disorder and i'm (laughs) only partially kidding about that there is a lot of bad habits with that shit yeah i i'm i mean i'm like i'm on this path to just like yo let me see what happens but uh but I'm really enjoying it. So I'm, I'm, I'm having this like, uh, but my fucking day is crushed by like workouts and cooking now and fucking, oh my God, the amount of money I'm spending on food is like stupid. Cause I, I'm a fairly thin guy and now I'm like doubling my intake, almost tripling, I would say. Um, I mean, I run on coffee typically, but not anymore, but I, I feel I feel good. And, and, and hopefully this kind of goes with the wrestling and then guys in a year, I'll be fucking, you'll see me on the big screen. I might have an AEW dark match by fucking 2024. How about that? Wait, Gary, you said you cut out coffee? No, no. I, I, I fucking exist on coffee, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I thought you said, yeah, you were like done with it. No, but I'm cut. Like once, once my eyes were opened on like, okay, like really try to eat clean and I got to eat all this protein. I've cut out like sugar and everything. I'm trying to like do that yeah. for real. And it's almost easier. Cause I've got this like goal of like, okay, I'm gonna learn to wrestle and I'm going to look like a wrestler in a, in like a couple years. We'll see. You're yeah, probably I've been, like, struggling with like 
Because we were talking, like, I'm, I work in an office again, and it's just, like, my whole, like, my whole routine has been disrupted, and I don't have as much time to get to the gym and stuff anymore, and I'm like, oh, I can't, yeah. like, if I'm on the same diet, because I used to, like, go, like, I used to walk, like, three, four, five miles a day, just on my, whatever, free time, and I don't yeah. have as much of that anymore, so I'm, like, having to, like, log a lot of, like, getting back into, like, keeping track of what I'm eating more, and, like, you know, you know, seeing, like, my fitness pal kind of stuff. And it's just like, yeah, because when your lifestyle changes and your diet stays the same, you'd be surprised, you know, how quick it catches oh, totally. up with you. Right. I'm I'm finding that, like, I have to stay up. I have to force myself, like, you, you have to stay up, like, an extra two hours to get all the shit done. And sometimes that's like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, go lift weights, go lift weights and get bit by bugs in the backyard at 1040 at night. <laughs> and I'm out there like a maniac listening to, you know, your podcast. and. Oh, thank Just you. Just fucking thank screaming into the night. Well, oh. and uh, it's it's interesting that you talk about like um, like getting into wrestling, just like not even knowing what to do with it. Uh, because I'm reminded of um, this book uh, that I started reading a long time ago. I read it a long time ago by a man named uh, Miyamoto Musashi called The Book of mm. Five Rings. Uh, I heard about it, I think. Oh, on, Jamie, uh, pull that up. The little little podcast called the Joe Rogan podcast, and in, in, <laughs> this episode uh, is quickly turning into that. Like, I think about it, we're talking about like working out. We we, start, we started talking about Joe Rogan, right. ironically, guys, and then we're like we're right. talking about regimens and stuff. We're talking and about all this, it, all, it all devolves back to the source, which is the Joe Rogan experience. Ooh, Anderson Silva or that fucking blonde YouTuber kid? Like, who, who you guys got money on? Like, who, you know, it's going to be a good match, is it not? Um, but uh, in in the book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Musashi by Joe Rogan, um, he talks about like you know the 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 spirit of being, or there's like a certain term for it, and like the cultivation of the spirit, and how like if you want to get better at sword fighting, you don't just sword fight, yes. you uh, you paint and you play guitar and you cook and you live life, the balance, and that that cultivates you know like the. That cultivates your ability to become a better sword fighter. And you feel like you you take that that professional wrestling and you go, now, now that I'm a better professional wrestler um, or amateur wrestler, I don't I don't know the terminology, but now yeah, that I'm a weird, better wrestler, <laughs> I can take is this in, in. Yeah, well. But I am not you know. pro. <laughs> One day. Yeah. Well, no, yeah Grant, that's a, that's it. That's a good point, though, because I feel like I see a lot of that happen or like that kind of discourse come up in the stand up scene. I haven't right. done much stand up in a little while, but like there is a mix of like, you know, you have to live to come up with like experiences and form them yeah. into the jokes. But yeah. it's like a lot of these people are like grinding every night, you know, doing like multiple nights a week yeah. or multiple mics yeah. a night. And it's like you're not, you know, it's such an in circle and people are not like living life and stuff like that. And I, I think that's right. just, it's tough. Cause you got to grind to get better, but then you got to live and then you forget how to do one and you do too much of the other. I mean, no, that's a like, good like, point. That's a good point. You almost need to Any take time work. off too. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then come back to it. And it's like, Oh, like almost like a uh, relearning stuff is it like strengthens it twofold. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, to be honest, I, like there's even times with like doing this show where it's like, you know, we don't take too many breaks and I'm like, 
should we like you know th- you know mm-hmm. take a breather for a little bit or what like i but it's like then i don't want to fall behind and people want to have regular uploads and then it's like right i you know in today's internet age it's like if you disappear for a couple of weeks it's like who are you you know yeah people forget about i mean you. people still say that but that's true yeah but imagine like you how don't much tweet once a day are you even alive I mean, that's like, fuck, I, like, I know I've talked about this on the show before, too, and I know, Garrett, you talked about it a little bit, where it's just like Twitter is just sort of a promotion thing. Here's my, hey, uh, here's Whatever. a Thought Cops episode. Here's a hard drive article. I'm trying to post a little bit more on there now, just like if I think of some funny thought, because I do miss like that aspect of it and like just kind of interacting with the people I know on there. And it's just not doing it kind of feels lame, but then doing it feels like a chore a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I like to just peruse, you know, friends releasing new music or art and yeah, throw a couple yeah. of likes around. But it's like um, I'm, my day, like I with all these new fucking hobbies that I'm picking up and uh, my day is so packed. I'm like, thankfully, kind of not on my phone, like just endlessly scrolling. And yeah, I mean, that's know. a good like position I, to be in. I'm still afraid to install TikTok, like just because I know that'll suck me down. That's not the right terminology, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it'll suck now. me off like a virus. Yeah, um, right. But it, it even like, you know, I have to use Instagram and Twitter because that's how I put out my stuff. And, and yeah. I, I, you know, I, I enjoy those platforms. But, man, I am like not scrolling anymore, um, which is nice having that yeah. little break. But I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll get back into it. I'll. I'll find another way because everything right now with my schedule is so new. Like it'll, it'll settle. It'll I do feel like settle. the past couple days of Twitter have been some of maybe the funniest in a while. And I do think that there's like a lot of weird avenues that ca- that that can go down because I, I do realize that they're, we're on the precipice of like a fascist takeover of the United States and like anti-Semitism and racism are all on the rise and stuff like that. And I think that all that's bad. However, uh, oh, good. Twitter, Twitter has been, <laughs> Twitter has been uh, a little more fun to be on recently because you can just send a death threat to Elon Musk and you're just like, hey, free free speech. People in my close friends group are doing it and I'm just going, <laughs> with no consequences? This is fucking wild. It is. Good it's, for you. It's insane. It is insane. I, think I just also, DM like, them. I'm like, I see you. I'm not liking it, but I see you. <laughs> they got their eyes on me. I can't like that. Right. I still got him blocked. I'm not going to change that. But no, I think like the whole the whole Elon Musk changing how Twitter works now. I think a lot of people are realizing like, you know what? Fuck this. Because now he's doing that thing where you have to pay for a, like a verification, like a blue check mark now. And I think that, yeah. I don't know if it's like, I, I, like it's unclear if that means anybody can do it or you have to be verified. And then also you have to continue to pay for it. Yeah. How does that like, work? I mean, that probably sucks for like a lot. I mean, even for like you guys over at Mega 64, it's like there, there was like some sort of like, as lame as it sounds, a pedigree to having that thing next to your name because sure. it was I like, think, oh, like, this is something. If you're like a business like we are, it's good to have that. Yeah. And, and I think there's no problem coming up with, what is it, 20 bucks a month or whatever for, for our small know. business. It's like eight. For our small business to cover. Basically, okay, for- Stephen, Stephen King talked him down, apparently, is how it <laughs> oh, went. Really? Stephen King said, I'm not paying $20. And Elon was like, uh, how about how about eight? And he now he's him. just tweeting at like different yeah, celebrities and political figures. Like uh, he, he told uh, AOC, like, OK, now time to pay up. And it's like, dude, this is like panhandling. 
Aren't you a billionaire? Are you? Do you need to panhandle? Do you need to be begging for money? He's poking the hornet's nest. You know what I mean? Like he loves this fucking attention, and no. uh, and here we are talking about him. But he gave me Starlink are. internet, Again. so I I can't complain. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I can't complain about my internet at home. Finally, but I, I will complain. Like, yeah, it is. It is weird now. I I, I think like uh, I never had the blue check mark. I feel like I could get it if I pursued it, but there is something in me that is like, I don't want it. I never want the fucking, I get it that. was such a fucking elitist thing to get for so many years that I mm-hmm. look at it now with eyes of disdain. Like, I don't want that fucking blue And now it mark. means nothing. It means like and, nothing. And now I just sit and smile and go, I win because it does mean <laughs> nothing. And that yep. that's the like, Freda in me that is so giddy with like, oh, dude, it sucks because like a lot of my friends got the blue check mark. Sucks, they're gonna have to pay for it. But I, you know, it's on them. You know, it, you I think know what else? bring every, they don't, they don't bring have everyone to pay down. For it. it just goes away. True. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just bring everyone down to the same playing field. Yeah. It's uh, Carl Marx's Clorox, Cox Cable, Carl Marx's um, wet train. Yeah. All those, all those companies. Disney. You know, one of one of my solutions for that um, has been I've just been blocking the brands on twitter that like come which i should have did this a long time ago but instead of hitting like i don't want to see this ad if an ad pops up and it's like uh disney plus i just block disney plus i don't want to see any more brands at all on my twitter page at all whatsoever great idea for forever i highly suggest everybody else do it because like who want? I don't want to see Wendy's. They're just advertising back at fucking Burger King. Just block them. Block all of them. Every single corporation. Nobody wants to see them. Block them all. Yeah. Get rid of them. Follow well, at Mega speaking. 64, though. Yeah. Yeah. Follow well, the, everybody. The good corporations. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Unfollow yeah. Clorox. Yeah. Unfollow I mean, there's like Clorox, seven of us. Give Mega 64 a follow. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 But I want to say, speaking of, uh, speaking of Twitter, speaking of gaming, uh, there was a Twitter account. Um, I feel like everybody seemed to follow him for like news and stuff on gaming. Nibble or Nibble Nibalian. I don't know how to pronounce no idea it. Who that is. I can picture his avatar. A little. Yeah, it's the little guy. mob psycho. With, yes. With the, the yellow behind it. Yeah. And that was totally. like one of those things where if any time there was a gaming a press event or a Nintendo Direct or anything like that, my move was like, I'm just going to go check his Twitter account, you know, because he was always on it. Man on him the street. And, uh, yeah, him and uh, Wario 64. It was like, I'm not going to go to IGN yeah. to read something. Because like, why? Like, I'm just going to go on my timeline. He just, he posts the images. He just has a quick little blurb about it. And I feel like there was more of a community thing to it. And like, in a way, I don't blame him for leaving uh, for a lot of reasons. But I guess like, you know, he was just doing this for free. He's just some random dude, I think in Germany, who was like just oh, wow. would have to be up at all hours to like do this stuff, wasn't getting paid anything to do it. And he was at like, you know, $400,000 eventually, or not followers, I meant rather, but he eventually he did set up a Patreon for himself. And I guess it was Good. not, it was not as successful as he thought it was going to no. be. And I guess he did cite, he's like, Twitter leadership has been historically bad and now it's only going to get worse. I'm not getting paid enough right. to do this. There's no point. So he he like so he, he locked he locked his account. He didn't delete it because he didn't want anyone to steal his handle. But he locked his okay. account. He said, "I'm done." Wow! So this is the first I've heard of that. That's putting your money where your mouth is. Like, yo, fuck this, I'm out. It's hard. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people are like back a day later, you know. But you know, yeah. 
Like it's how many only times been a Leah Dunham? <laughs> Leah Dunham <laughs> left Twitter like forty-eight fucking times in twenty eighteen. Remember that? Or yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll Chrissy um, Teigen, I always think of as like, I'm oh, back, yeah, yeah, everyone. Yeah. And then everyone's like, fuck you. And she's like, I'm gone again. <laughs> now Mariah Carey's back. It's that time of year. Oh, good. In time for Christmas. And on Twitter, dude, I saw that on fucking like midnight, October 31st, the Mariah Carey uh, video where she's uh, playing that fucking Christmas ballad of hers. Yeah. Um, I, I Can she just fuck off and go away? Like we know... <laughs> That song, I didn't realize that. Maybe I saw this like a couple of years like ago or something income. like that. But that song has over a trillion plays on oh Spotify. Over a trillion. It is. I think it's just like one of the most popular songs of all time ever. I think it's, it's blown everything else out of the water. Credit where credit's due. It's a good song. It's not a it's bad a good song. Christmas song. For, for, for a like... For a, 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 a newer Christmas song, it ain't bad. It ain't no right. Bing Crosby, you know. It's updated. It's it's contemporary is what I'm looking for. But um, right. yo, you don't don't come out so early trying to get fucking streams for you know that that uh, check that you're getting from Spotify. I I just feel like she's getting greedy. I mean, Halloween isn't even over and she's fucking posting that. I think I think we need to extend Halloween. I think that that's because uh, Halloween's Please. like what All Saints Day, and then there's All Souls Day, and then there's like uh, whatever Day other of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Just group all that in there. We we drag it out until through November, Thanksgiving, and then right Thanksgiving to things, happens. Oh, right yeah. to Black Friday. That'd be great. It's we Black Friday. It. it sounds like a, a you know horror thing. Scary. Yeah. 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 I I I hate that. Uh, Christmas just invades on Halloween's. I hate that. And then I also, I hate that everyone calls Halloween costumes fucking cosplay now. Has this happened in your This just circle? happened last episode. Last week, yeah. Yeah. You guys talked uh, about that too? Someone left a Somebody voicemail, left a voicemail yeah. saying, oh, what's, okay. what's your Halloween cosplay going to be? And we were like, what the fuck? And now you're saying that this is a trend. I've heard it. I've heard it uh, from uh, a girl at the Home Depot. I was shopping yesterday and she stopped to tell me all about her Halloween cosplay instead of just ringing me up while I was trying to, like, give her my money. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, yeah, she's probably oh, your cosplay. Yeah, she's probably like a professional cosplayer on the side or something, you know, she's, that just, that, she's at Home is. Depot for the check, you know, part time. That must be it. That's it. God. All I and then she's just used to it. It's like, oh, you dress up one day of the year. I do it all the time. And I make I make way more than Home Depot pays me. But my dad makes me work here. So just to balance it out, I'm going to start calling cosplay costumes just to. Yeah. Just to stick. It. It's such an old man thing to do, though. Jesus. Just going to like going to Anime Expo. I love your costume, you know, <laughs> just to see uh, just to see I, who that would piss off. Yeah. Kevin, that reminds me of uh, that reminds me of the one time when we ventured to a furry convention, and you kept asking to take uh, pictures with the uh, with the mascots with the mascots, and they were like, "Dude, no, (laughs) fuck off!" There was just one group that was particularly particularly uh, pushy about it, and I I wanted to get a picture of them because. It was not just a regular furry costume. They had S and M gear on, and then a diaper over their S and M gear. So yeah, they like, definitely did not want to be bothered. They did ABDL. not want a photograph of themselves on yeah. your phone. Sorry, I mean to say. I can't, you can't tell who they are. They would want to promote that costume. Perhaps they made it themselves. Yeah, yeah. Ta- tag. Was, uh, Kevin was trying to be a nice guy. 
I was trying to fucking help, man. <laughs> the last time I tried to do that. Hey, all, all y'all out there wearing diapers want a picture with me? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Get lost. It's the last time. Get out of here. Uh, anyway, let's get... Uh, Grant, did you have any other stories you want to jump to here? Um, I don't know. There was this weird thing on Twitter. There's like no... I feel like with the the shifting landscape of the the show it's like uh do we keep talking twitter. about twitter because and twitter is in and of itself a shifting landscape but there yeah. was this uh like thread that was particularly interesting um and the person that started it has actually i think locked their account and taken it down i'm going to do a little linksy sharesy in the uh chat so over here so y'all can see what i'm talking about but um uh this discourse uh this is mr chow on twitter uh who i've followed for a while uh said don't think everyone has to be a uh, well i won't read the the tweet but he screen capped the original tweet this was on halloween when most people are uh out dressing up in cosplay making merry eating candy uh, mm-hmm. this twitter user says it really doesn't sit right with me when people make fun of people who can't cook it's not their fault that no one taught them and learning any tiny skill as an adult can be really daunting especially when cookery is such an overwhelmingly broad subject um haha they can't even boil an egg that's not funny question mark it's shit they never had an opportunity to learn and instead of providing them opportunity you're just gonna laugh at them oh my god get a life which i will say sometimes you're on the internet for so long and everyone's talking about different things and sometimes you you have your own thing and you're just like i have an idea and i'm just gonna shoot it out there see how the universe responds well the universe didn't respond kindly to i can't boil an egg discourse Uh -uh. i don't even know what to think about this shit anymore man it's like obviously like you don't want to be ableist but it's also like is this person just like a fucking weirdo sociopath or something like Learn like it's yeah. okay if you if you have a disability fine but like they're right. saying they never learned. If you're thirty, the, you can still learn to boil an egg. It's not that hard. Also, yeah, boiling an egg is the simple like it's literally the directions are the name <laughs> of the food. It's step one boil, step boil. two egg, egg. That's it. You don't like you can overcook an egg. You can undercook an egg. It it doesn't fucking matter. It's going to come out shaped like a golf ball anyway. It's not going to kill you. You can just eat a raw egg. It doesn't matter. It's fine. The phrasing. I love love their excuse. Yeah. Just the, the phrasing of any skill as an adult can be really daunting. We're all adults. Like learning a new skill is not daunting. That's part of life. Yeah. Yeah. Get more, it's get harder more when you're a kid. <laughs> totally. You have to learn an entire language without knowing any other language. You just have to That's, go, I guess I'm and you speaking don't even know English you're doing now. It. Yeah. Talk about daunting. If you're an adult and you don't want to... Bo- you learn to type, you learn to fucking read and write, and you're an adult who describes boiling an egg as daunting, like, take a look around, you know? It, it just... Yeah. I don't know. I, I've been seeing a lot of this stuff on Twitter very recently. It's, there was like something else I saw today. I forget what it was, but it was something a very similar thing of like uh, calling out something as being ableist. I don't remember what it was, but it was just as weird as this. Yeah. And I, I totally... And that's what, uh, go ahead, Garrett. 
I just said I, I'm I'm thinking the same thing. Like I definitely don't want to, you know, be ableist. I don't know if I even understand that word, but I think I do. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Uh, it's yeah. uh, but but like w- just to tie it back to like the the pro wrestling training and stuff. Like uh, Sean asked me here, like why do you why are you doing this? Like what? Are you, what's the point? Like what, dude? Why are you getting dropped on your head and like what? But I told I told him at the time I just thought this was some cool shit to say. But now I'm thinking like, wow, this is actually real. I told him like, dude, my life is so fucking comfortable and easy right now. I have to do something hard. I have I totally, to do. I, I totally. I get quit that. construction. Yeah. I'm just working with my friends making you know film and 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 uh, internet projects and stuff all day, which is a blast. But it's like very. It's not physically daunting. I need to do yeah. something hard. Right, right. And like this kind of thing is like do something that's challenging, like learn how to boil an egg. If that's the most challenging thing you do in your day, like you have to at least do that. At right. least. I do think there is like also a level to that too where it's like sometimes the most like challenging things can be the most rewarding things. Like the first time when I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to sign up for a marathon. And I, d- I hadn't done a marathon before. Yeah. I hadn't run more than like a 5K before. But it's like I, I tell people sometimes where it's like, yeah, I ran a marathon and people are like, oh, that must have really sucked. And I'm like, that was one of the most fun experiences of my life. And I can't I can't describe it any better because because it sounds like you're just putting yourself through torture for no other reason than to torture yourself, which kind of, yeah. What's a personal goal? Don't, yeah. don't judge me, but also like there were like, you think back to it and it's like, this is like a fond memory that I have. And also with the, the like the internet lingo speak of this type of stuff, it's, it, it, there is an aspect to it too, where it's like, Obviously, there are people with challenges that we all don't face and that I think that it's good to recognize that some people do have challenges that like, you know, are either physical or mental and to appreciate that and to think of those people when we're talking about things. I 100% believe that. But also like if if we're just talking like, you know, it it's hard to do things. It's like, yeah, man, like getting out of bed is hard, but I do it because I don't have, if mom doesn't let you use a stove when she's not home, it can be hard to boil an egg. We, we sympathize. Right. I like how Zwick posted in the chat here. It says adulting is so hard. I like how, (laughs) but he's like, you know, people would say that sort of like a, like a a, a quirky little thing. I I don't want to adult today. Now you have people who are actually like using it to, push an agenda but they don't As they don't excuse. use the word they, they, they're like, like i don't like i'll just call somebody out as like ableist i it's it's called i don't want to adult but instead i'm going to make someone feel like a bigot because i don't want to boil an egg right and what's again, next like, they're gonna I, make me make toast <laughs> i i i sympathize with the idea that like also i've been feeling this a lot lately and i think that to to an, to a large extent a lot of people feel this is that like you know, in this uh, pandemic-ridden hellscape that we all exist in now, like, life has gotten tough and, like, work and life has just been beating us down and, like, to sit and, like, cook a meal sometimes is, like, more than I'm mentally capable of. However, like... Oh, yeah, sometimes. That's not, like, a a panacea of an excuse where you just just lay it out and you're just like, hey, I got it figured out, uh... 
it's ableist. Uh, it's like, no, well, it's like, just like you just don't, you don't want to do it and that's fine. But like, we don't always have to, there's like a weird, almost like a, an appropriation of that term to like, take that away from people who like, I think that in, in society, a lot of times, like we all can be very like ableist and stuff like that. And to, to take sure, like yeah. some of that terminology mm-hmm. and to be like, I don't really want to learn a new skill is like, I don't know, in, insulting a little bit. You know, like you Definitely. said, like, I, I don't see anything here in like this person. Obviously, they don't have to divulge everything about their personal life. But maybe if they did have some like motor skills issue or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. But I mean, um, whatever. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to yeah. go any further with this. I'm not going to speculate because, OK, yes, they can type into their phone. Fine. But they can't. Whatever. Anyway, they, uh, they used speech to text to draft that tweet. That could be. That could be. Could be. Could uh, be. Though it, though it would be a little more off, don't you think? A little more. Yeah, uh, Siri does get that wrong broken. constantly. Yeah. It does uh, just get I, to the point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ahead. No, I just to fucking double back on Siri, this new update has, I, I talk to my phone all the time because I can't, um, as you guys found with me trying to get the show ready, uh, <laughs> I can't use uh, technology when it when it's under the wire. So if I'm like texting a whole sentence i always talk to my phone they changed it to where the fucking button stays on now when you're done talking it doesn't stop recording you so i'll draft something and then someone interrupts my talking to my phone because i do it all the time around here and then i'll have a full conversation she's logged a fucking sentence of everything i've said and i'm like about to send this to like uh you know a job opportunity like an entire conversation about fucking jojo's bizarre adventure (laughs) anyway sorry that's my little five minutes of hate for just to throw back season one. Good. Two minutes. Good. We, Whatever. We're still getting some some flashes of that here and there. We haven't we haven't turned our back on the elements, but we've turned our back on the organization, I think, of the elements sort of thing. There's the not one to be thing so, people f- would praise us for. Yeah. <clears throat> the spirit lives on, but. Well, sometimes, you, you know, sort of like what you're talking about, Garrett, um, sometimes you need to do things that you're not comfortable with in order to feel like better. I feel like that's to grow. A, yeah. yeah, to grow. And I feel like there is a, an aspect of that with this show where it's like, yeah, we've done the same format for like almost six years now. Like we can do the show without going, OK, now we're now we're talking about this. Now I want to talk about uh egg ableism on twitter it's just like we don't we could talk about that but we don't we don't have to i don't want to feel the the need to to be forced to we're talking about all these all these important things that happen you know in in our lives the joe rogan podcast uh backyard wrestling like you know all all these all these formative things that happen throughout our lives and it's like i don't want to have to shoot to commercial you know that's what podcasting's all about. Yeah. You you loosen up, you you talk with your boys. Freeform. Exactly. It's like jazz, really. It um, is. Oh, this is. Guys. We're also like geniuses. Like a jazz. Speaking musician. of freeform though, Garrett, I yeah. have a question for you from an email here uh, oh, yeah. from David. Okay, let it rip. David writes, Hey guys, figured I'd send out a question for the podcast. Uh this looks like it's for you, Garrett. It says, How long have you been straight edge? Are you even edge? And what are your favorite edge bands? Okay. Uh, it's the oath that keeps me free, David. Uh, when I was real, 
into hardcore music. This is about 1999, 98, 99. Um, it was everything on Victory Records. I don't know if you guys were familiar with Victory Records, but they released. They're in Chicago. That's why I, I. That's why I thought to bring it up. But uh, I was obsessed. So it was like bands like Earth Crisis when they came through to San Diego. I would like go see every time Earth Crisis came through. I'd see that was like the top. That was a big one. And they were like vegan straight edge. So all my friends at the time were being influenced into veganism, and I was like, Yo, Wait, is that is yeah, that a I higher level of straight edge? Like it's vegan, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, yeah, there's tears, you know, like uh, I, I Ian, McKay, straight edge. Ian McKay from Minor Threat, you know, you don't know this, but on his um, uh, dead journal, he posted like the tears of straight edge back in the day. So like there's all these rankings, you know, veganism is way up there. And then seventh level vegan right at the top. They don't even eat anything that casts a shadow. Um, this is like but, Jainism. Like they basically <laughs> just evolves back into some form of like religiosity. It is. It, it almost is like when you're a teen and you're so into your music scene and part of your music scene is like these religious tenets of like no smoking, no drugs, uh, no meat, you know, like, like that. A lot of my friends were going the vegan way and I was just like, yo, I need 160 grams of protein a day. I can't do the vegan thing, <laughs> but I, you know. but that's, that was when I went straight edge and, um, yeah, like I, bands like earth crisis strife was a huge influence. I really like that band. Um, all, all those victory records era bands. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I love that music still. Um, but yeah, that's one thing I never talk about. People see my big ass chest tattoo, and that's when like I, I was going to say, like, oh, "Fuck, homie, straight edge? That's fucking crazy." This guy's like CM Punk. No, no wonder he wants to start wrestling. <laughs> I'm afraid of that. Actually, that's the thing. Like when I'm, I, is that weird? That's a concern of mine. If I start, I don't think so. If I start actually wrestling with my and and people see me with my shirt off, they're going to be like, "Who's this fucking CM Punk mark?" Like, fuck this guy. <laughs> I'm, I think that and doing and like, I'll, I, call, I, I'll say yeah wrestling is creative work to some extent I think doing any kind of creative work you're almost like you're influenced by stuff but then you're like oh yeah. is that too obvious was <laughs> did that seep through a little bit too much it's just a coincidence like I didn't know what CM Punk was and didn't even like watch wrestling in 1998 or whatever when I got tattooed must have been like 2000 but uh yeah it's uh <laughs> it's it's something that uh, definitely, like, I credit getting me to where I am here in life. Um, just not having to worry about, like, those vices. Yeah, for sure. You got to follow those. Uh, you got to follow those paths sometimes. Sometimes you got to do the opposite. I feel like I was like that for a long time. And I'm like, it's one of those things where it's like the past, like, couple years or so. It's like I've, I've indulged in the uh, devil's lettuce a little bit more. And then oh, there's yeah, also a, a thing where madness. you you get you get a little too much of the reefer madness. And you're like, is this bleeding out into what I'm doing? Do people think that I'm like this all the time? Because I'm like, you know, and then you get in your head and you're like, I'm not enjoying this because now I'm thinking about it all the time. And I need to stop. Um that one's Which always one? that I got water here. I'm drinking straight water. <laughs> that one's always in California. We call that uh, California. They have um, California sober. Well, there's also California straight edge. Gotcha. That there's, counts. There's, there's, there's levels, yeah. you know, that's like a lower. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. Now, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, I got to read, read up on the and, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I remember I, um, when, 
when all my friends were going straight edge, there was always this like, yeah, you know, like you don't smoke, you don't drink, you don't do drugs and no sex. And it was like, wait, I remember what? that too. Yeah. Why, why are we throwing that in? I think there was some line in a minor threat song about like, I don't need to fuck, but it's like, yo, let's revise this to like, you, let's not have sex with promiscuous partners. Let's just keep it to, you know, monogamous relationships. So that was kind of like, that's how we flow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I forgot about that. I remember, I remember in high school. Yeah. When people said they were straight edge that they were, it was always implied that they also were not fucking, you know? Yeah. Which of well, course they into- shouldn't be at that time, but <laughs> you know how genres spin off and there's like micro genres. So I was like, all, I was way into the San Diego hardcore scene. I would just go see these matinee hardcore shows like all the time, little venue on uh, UCSD's campus called the Shea cafe, all of these other little spots around San Diego too. Um, but there was a sect of the hardcore scene that was like Christian hardcore, this band born blind. And like, I remember all these ah. other bands who were playing like fucking church basements and me and my buddies were just like in high school thirsty for another show. And we're like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I'm down with the Lord. Let's hit that fucking basement in the church. And we'd mosh around and it was it was the same music. It was just very like, it had a message. Uh, and maybe that's where like the no sex thing came from because those guys were real fucking. Maybe. The, the hardcore bands are weird though because it's, it's not the type of thing I enjoy now seeing a musical act. There was a lot of stomping around preaching in between songs about how to live your fucking life. And it was like, yo, you're like 22 talking to like 17 year olds. Like, I don't think you've got it that together, mister. That sounds like 4chan. (laughs) (laughs) There is that used to do it in the church basement. Now it's, it's evolved. Yeah. Um, 4chan truly is the church basement of the internet. There is a level to that where I know a lot of people like to blame all the ills of the world on like religion. And it's like, we could just get rid of all religion and we would just invent it into a different thing. Oh, it'd yeah. just be music or it'd now. be food or, and everybody's like elitist about shit and there's levels to everything. And I think that there's good aspects to that, but then it becomes like very strangely hierarchical and like you were saying, it's just like, then you start like swearing off things that aren't even like bad for you or like, you know, like, and then it's just like, why, why are we doing this in the first place? You know, can we yeah, become too no purified? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you mean? I'm no out. What do you mean? I can't mix uh, cotton and synthetics. Oh yeah. That's a wild one too. Yeah. Some old school shit. Uh, speaking of some old school shit here, though, let's bring a bit back from season one, our listener voicemails. Uh, before we get to our final section of the show, we'll have some of that. Uh, we'll play here in a second. But before we do, Garrett, uh, you want to plug all your stuff where we can find you, where we can find Mega 64, yeah. the PPS? Yeah. Thank you guys again. I, I just want to take the time right now to thank you guys for having me back on again. Um, oh, thank you for coming on. Anytime. But uh, you can find... All the Mega64 stuff at Mega64.com. Uh, all the merch drops there uh, on our main website. And then uh, you can find me on Twitter at Garrett Hunter. That's G-A-R-R-E-T-T-H-U-N-T-E-R. And uh, I got an Instagram. It's uh, all the same shit, though. Garrett Hunter 64 on Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, I... I would love if you tuned into the poorly played stream every Wednesday at 7 PM on Twitch. That's, uh, you know, on our mega 64 podcast account on Twitch. It's a great show. Can abide. I've been on it before. Good times. 
Yeah, I loved having you in when you would travel all the way out to California. Yeah, it was great one of these days, yeah, I'd like to get back. You, you'd have a you'd have a rental car, and and uh, you you realize you kind of need a car in California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a car here too, but it's like you need one there. Yeah, I feel bad because people want to come on the PPS, and they're like, "Yo, I'm in LA for like, I'm not doing anything this day. Can I come down?" I'm like, "Yeah, totally." But it's like, did you rent a car? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the train. And then oh, it's no. like, oh, bro, like that's you're you're in for an, a day's adventure. Like, get a car, yeah, isn't there that, and, uh, and then Surfliner or whatever it is called. Yeah, and I think it's expensive too. But yeah. some people are dedicated; they're devoted to come on. I think Charles was devoted. He came down on the Surfliner when he was uh, when he was on last. Damn. Yeah, I, I mean, I was down there for well, I, w- I went to game days, and then yeah, I was hanging out with some friends in San Diego, and I was like, you know what? Let's make it happen. It's fun. There's a lot to do in San Diego, but it is also spread out. If you do make a day of it, there's there's some cool sites and great Mexican food. Yeah. Best, and I did make sure. World. Yeah, I made sure to get a California burrito when I was there too. Did oh. not regret that. So good. So good. You think it's you think it's going to be too much, but it's not. It's not. It's never it's never enough. I'm uh, speaking of the fucking horrible relationship I have with food. I'm eating like a a carne asada burrito a day. And I'm not even enjoying it at this point. It's just like, all right, same fucking time. I'm at that drive-thru again. <sighs> well, was, was that different like. from yeah? Was that different from before the uh, regimen, or is that you're actually like working? I mean, that I, lo- I loved a carne asada burrito, but like not every day. And now I'm like, uh, yo, I need like to throw a fourth meal in here somewhere. So it's like the the most convenient thing about california and specifically southern california is like there's taco shops the the rule of thumb is if it ends in bertos like adalbertos albertos rigobertos if it ends in bertos it's a good spot and they all have drive throughs and they're all 24 hours so at any time you can go get 50 grams of protein grant if you're like yo i'm not going to make my quota for today like 5 minutes in was- any direction there's a taco shop I was going to say, because, um, like I, when I was in like college, I was about 175 and same, same height. Um, and so when I started working out, my number one thing was like, I'm just going to put on as much weight as possible. So I got up Mm. to 250 was my heaviest. And then I'd like roll back down to like 200 or something like that. And then time to get back up to 250. Yeah. And I do that back and forth. But if you really want to, uh, get tired of food, um, look up, uh, there's a program by, uh, Jim, I think Jim Wendler who wrote, uh, the five, three, one lifting program. Uh, he is sort of like a challenge program. That's like a six week lifting, like challenge okay. program called, uh, building the monolith. And it's a, it's like a percentage based program where it's like, you know, uh, your, your one rep max for squat, deadlift, bench press, whatever. Um, and then it's like you're, you're doing percentage work with those. Um, but then there's also like crazy things like one time a week, you do like a hundred chin ups in a single session sort of thing, which is just like brutal. But then like if you scroll to the bottom of the program, which you can find if you just Google it, but if you scroll to the bottom, he has like the dietary suggestions. And it's literally like 
Uh, breakfast is like 12 eggs, four pieces of toast, eight pieces of bacon. Lunch is like just cook a pound of ground beef and just put <laughs> some taco seasoning in it. Uh, so dinner boy. is like a pound of ground beef with like some kind of pasta or whatever you want to do. Uh, fourth meal is like whatever. And it's just like this. So I did that for like six weeks one time. And I, I totally get oh. like, this is why I don't like, I haven't been dieting at all for like the past year or two is because I did too much of that shit and you just burn out after a while yeah 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 i don't think i'll ever do keto again i did it for three months i I think it's it's like an interesting thing to do like once or twice sort of thing i would never suggest doing that long term yeah interesting yeah i've never tried that um this is the first real like i i got lucky genetically like my metabolism is so high i've never been able to put weight on like I fucking barely have, <laughs> I wear clothes from high school. I wear, I have fucking clothes from <laughs> middle school that, you know, Damn. in the nineties, in the nineties, baggy shirts were in. <laughs> and yeah, that was that's just like, yeah. yo, this shit, this alien workshop t-shirt fits me perfect in 2022. <laughs> um, but yeah, like uh, this is the first time I'm like uh, doing a strict diet, which it's weird saying the word diet because people think the other direction, but no, like right, I'm trying, right. trying to do this for a specific purpose, trying to eat this way for a specific gain. Um, but yeah, it's, it's already like just three or four months in. I'm, I'm, I'm finding fatigue with chicken and broccoli. Yeah. You got to switch it up every once in yeah, a while. Yeah. I'm, sw- I'm, I'm going fish tonight. Well, speaking of switching it up, let's uh, let's listen to some listener voicemails here. Um, if yeah. you want to give us a call, our number is 312-788-7361. Or you can always send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. And hit it. Hey, Grant, I wanted to ask you for the Thought Cops about whether you ever get confused with DJ Dumpound and then Kevin, I wanted to, or that was Kevin, and then Grant, I wanted to ask whether he ever uh, try, thinks he tries too hard to be cute. All right, um, Garrett, so you're on this, and are you doing a great job so far with music and everything? I wanted to leave a, a question for Thought Cops, but now I can't remember. Um, oh, Thought Cops are good cops. I guess that's what I'm going to say. Bye. Thank wow. you. That was... Well, okay. Similar to the Discord calls I get. Yeah, there was a lot there. So, Kevin, he started with you. Yeah. Do you you thought that I was confused for DJ (laughs) Doug Pound is the question? Never. Never I know I'm happy to be wearing this shirt right now, but I don't think people see that and think I'm him. You don't go around going, in the mix. It's not you? Listen, don't get me wrong. I consider it a compliment. uh, Doug Lusenhop is a very handsome man, and he's a friend of the show. But I'd Talented never have anyone, man. never had anyone uh, ask me on the street. Oh my, like, and he's from Chicago too. If if it's going to happen anywhere, it would have happened here. And nobody's yeah. ever like stopped me in Wicker Park and been like, oh my God, are you DJ Doug? Can I get an from- autograph? Yeah. Can you no. sign it anyway, just because fuck him. Can you sign this pork chop sandwiches? Yeah. You remember those G.I. Joe videos? Just going way into the... Uh, Trivia with them. You should start taking credit. Start wearing a yellow hoodie and hat combo. Fuck it, I'll do that. Yeah, I might as well. You probably could. Yeah, (laughs) just start showing up at like random venues where you think that like the audiences would intersect. Sort of walk around dressed up like those open mics would know. They would know. Yeah, they'd be like that. Guys can't fool them. 
No. But Grant, what was the question? He asked if, what he asked you, if you thought, if you were like, thought you got, or is he asking about me or you? He, it was if he tries too hard to be cute. Cute? I don't try at all. It just yeah. happens natural, baby. It's natural, yeah. Is just, he saying uh, the hat's the hat's a good look? Oh, maybe, maybe that was a question about the hat. I don't know. Yeah, overall cuteness. I go. Yeah, that's what he grants uh, grant to the gym. He's like, oh, he's uh, he's bulking up to get cute. Yeah, he's working on his kawaii-ness. Yeah, that is that's the final level that I need to achieve. Yes, and he says he, levels he wanted, everything. He wanted to leave a question for Garrett, but instead said that we are uh, good cops, so thank you. Yeah. You can, like, write down the things that you want to say in the voicemail before you leave them, but uh, <laughs> thanks for the voicemail, not to, not hey, to write on it, but here's just, a pro uh, tip. it's just a tip, yeah. It was off the cuff. Here's a pro yeah. tip. Google Docs. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Start a Google Doc with every voicemail you want to leave us every week. Speaking of voicemails, uh, here's another one. Hey, Sock Cops. Uh, my name's Jack. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Uh, I know Grant from TikTok. Uh, hey. I'm Jack the Nimble 94. And I guess my question for you guys is what out of all the fast food brands, which one tends to give you the worst diarrhea? Uh, for me, it's Great usually question. McDonald's. Uh, can't wait to watch the next edition of the show. Love you guys and peace out. Oh, thank you. Oh, tough Thanks fans for the voice Peace um, out. He's, he's a, actually a way bigger following than I do, but um, he's also a, a Chicago person. He does like a radio show on like a Chirp Chicago Independent Radio. Um, oh, no. He would actually be a good guest to have on. Yeah, TBH, I was going to say so. we, should, we should do that. Yeah, um, get some people. It's always good to have some people on with some some radio chops. You That's know, so cool. I would love to do rate like some type of radio, like FM broadcast. That's awesome. Yeah. You should have him on. I would love that episode. That'd be awesome. Um, it could happen. He lives in the well, city. Let's, so. let's get to the let's yeah. get the the important yeah. stuff here. Which What's fast, fast food, food restaurant gives you the most diarrhea? Okay. I don't know if you guys well, have it out there, but. I mean, I got my answer lined up, so I didn't even have to think about it. Go, go ahead. Taco Bell. I was going to say that's everybody's go-to answer. Taco Bell. I don't that have. Gives me di- I don't have that problem. No, I was going to say Bell. Grant. I don't. I don't get diarrhea that much. I don't eat it that often, but when I do, it's like my body is not ready. Are you like lactose intolerant or anything? No, is there like no. A, I'm drinking like a hella protein shakes or? with milk in them. No, nothing like that's that. Fair. No, I do think actually no, I do think I, I I went to the International McDonald's recently. You know the one, Grant, by your old place. Yeah. Uh Hamburger went, University. <laughs> and yeah, that's actually what it says on the outside of the building for anybody who doesn't yeah. believe us. It says Hamburger University in big letters. Actually, and it's not really have, that funny of a joke because that's where all the McDonald's managers go for their training. Uh so you sang Hamburger University with some uh Chicago snarky uh satire uh little bit of bite on the end of it. Uh it's not actually funny to to make fun of it because that's where all the McDonald's managers train at. It's actually very pre- prestigious to study well, for at anybody, Hamburger University. You for know who sounds who is, like, Kevin? How, what's that? He sounds like one of those adults that couldn't get the boo bucket for Halloween because it was too limited. <laughs> you missed out on the, uh, you missed out on yeah. the, uh, the, the, the adult happy meal and you're just butthurt. No, I do want to say I was at the, I was at the International McDonald's like a week or two ago and I did see people with boo buckets. 
So that's Ooh. a place to be. Oh, and they man. have a, they have a rotating I, menu. I missed of, it. They have a rotating menu of like different international items and stuff. Like I think they they had something from uh, uh, Australia, something from China and stuff. And uh, I think it, I don't know if it was the the Australian onion rings or if it was the Chinese kung pao chicken sandwich or the uh, the mango McFlurry. Uh, You're mixing two cultures. These, that's, that's that's what a hell it is. Of a mix. Yeah. I think that's what happened, yes. Grant. Yeah, I, I was too. Uh, I was too. Your open-minded. stomach turned into a melting pot. Is what you happened. had a world war. Well, my toilet bowl did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't. I feel like fast food almost has the opposite problem with me, where it's like I don't. I don't really have like that bad of issues with fast food, but I, I feel like Wendy's is probably an answer. I feel yeah, like I Wendy's always makes me fucking sick, and I don't. I don't know why. Yeah, it, well, it's like you said, it's one way or the other. You, you get diarrhea or you get constipated. You know, it's like yeah, you don't you don't make in like six days, and you're like, where the hell did I eat? You know, what happened? Oh. Wendy's epic clapback against your colon. <laughs> but yeah, it but really they make depends. Those cute I, anime. They they make those <laughs> cute anime avatars in their Twitter. Right, you'll, that was you'll Arby's. Love it, Oh, it was yeah. Fucking, I forgot. Arby's is another one that's probably like prone to yeah. give somebody like Arby's insane bowel ab- movements. <laughs> yeah, Arby's advertises so hard on like radio and uh, it. I there's like not one in all of San Diego. I don't know if there's one in California left. Really, I don't know where Arby's are. Yeah, like they they all went I'm, out. Like we used to have them, and now Kevin went out. Everyone's dropping this episode. What the fuck? Arby's did it. Probably. Wait, did that drop for you guys too? Um, Garrett had just said something to Kevin before you dropped out, and I can't remember what. Uh, diarrhea, McDonald's. Um, oh, I think we can, yeah, we can what, whatever. edit we can around it. Move, we can just move yeah, because we got, we got a few more voicemails. We should yeah. wrap it up, yeah. Yeah, okay. here's, uh, here's another one. Hey, uh, it's Jimmy. I wanted to ask uh, Garrett. Um, he seemed particularly interested in Ruby Roundhouse and her uh, dance fighting. And I was wondering if maybe Garrett could expand on uh, why he's so excited about Ruby Roundhouse. Thank um, you very much. Goodbye. Thank you. I, was that uh, Jimmy? Wow, he Ru- said his name. Jimmy. Was. That was Jimmy. Okay. Um, I think like once. He's referring to the character in the Jumanji film with Jack Black and The Rock. Uh, and I, who's the third? I, 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 I should it. learn the actress's name. Yeah, I, I, I think one time on a podcast, I expressed that Ruby Roundhouse was uh, a very fun character to watch on screen as she dance fights uh, during a scene to defeat some of her enemies. Not bad flicks for the whole family friendly, you know, sure. kind of genre. Is that the, but the there's woman something that was on like the, Doctor Who? Is she red haired? I don't know that, anything else she's ever done. I've just only seen her in those two Jumanji movies, and I was like, I wouldn't mind there's two, watching. I her forgot that dance there were fight. two of those movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the original and the remake, right? Uh, no, no, no. Well, no, no we're like, just talking the, about the remake franchise. Yeah. Oh, there's uh, two? What the Car- fuck? Karen Gillan, I think. Aaron Gillan. Aaron Gillan on oh, Karen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah not a Ruby popular Rondos. first yeah, name. Yeah. But uh, I'll <laughs> let that pass. Um, yeah, I mean, what's not to. I mean, you saw for yourself there, Grant. You wouldn't want to watch her dance fight on screen? 
I don't want to watch those movies at all now. <laughs> Sorry to all right, say. Next question. All yeah, right. next voicemail, uh, please. Next voicemail here. Let's uh, let's hope we can hear this one. Okay. That only Garrett is going to think it's funny. That um, like nine or eight, eight or nine years ago, I had an acquaintance who was living in Southern California, and outside her apartment, she saw like some guy screaming in the street, um, having an altercation with cops. Like you know, this guy was cracked out of his mind. You know, typical big city things. And then she learned later on the news that messed out crackhead was actually Peter Murphy of Fallhouse fame. Oh. And uh, it just makes you sad that um, he can't lay off the crack pipe because otherwise I would have gotten a season this year. So sad. Mm-hmm. It's also very sad because I'm pretty sure he's Muslim, and I don't think that is halal, but I could be wrong. He's Muslim? Not bad. Is that what she said? So, I, I think she thinks... Is that Nico on the voice? Yeah, oh, yeah. Of course. You yeah, can tell I, I missed the very silence beginning. for like the oh, first 10 too. seconds. Yeah. I, I didn't get the name, but I assumed, and I'm so happy that I got to hear your lovely voice again, Nico. Um, and And... That is very interesting. I have heard of uh, Peter Murphy, lead singer of Bauhaus, uh, kind of credited for kind of like, you know, shaping this goth music scene, you know, with his his art house, uh, you know, friends and him made this band. Um, but he has a bit of a, a, a drug habit and it is unfortunately um, meth, which is like weird. I don't know yeah, why that's weird. To go for. Well, I, but you think of like. Like an like a a dude that looks like a kind of like a sad old queen in leather, like he stayed too long at the goth club, and it's like yeah, you do, you, bro. But meth, I don't know. It kind of maybe it kind of makes sense actually. Now that I'm thinking this through, <laughs> that meth is the drug of choice. But um, yeah, I I was at a Bauhaus show like the first time I saw him. They didn't go on for 45 minutes, and I saw him through the curtain of the backstage, like screaming and fucking yelling and tantruming, and it was just like. Whoa. <laughs> uh, and then they didn't play for 45 minutes. Uh, and then the next time I had tickets, the, it got canceled because he got arrested for meth in a different state of uh, they had to cancel like the last couple of dates of that tour. And I don't know. And here he is out in SoCal, you know, getting in a fight out in the street. That might have been the time he got arrested. In fact, I think the story comes full circle. Damn. Um, Not as fun as I make it look on TV, meth. Yeah, check out, you know what? Check out uh, all the other guys. They left Peter and they went and did Love and Rockets. And, you know, that stuff's great. Check that out. Oh, I didn't know that was just, uh, the other people from that. Yeah, like David J and, and and the other musicians. They all went to the same, like, um, it's like, it reminds me of the story of, like, Guar. Like, they all went to, like, a, a art college. And then they were like, let's do this like video project, like avant-garde art thing that turned into like a whole fucking music genre. Yeah, that's a fun band to see live, Guar. Yeah, I've never done it. I've wished. I've I saw them someone in like, gave me. I saw them in at Riot Fest in like 2016, I think. And they were uh they had people come out there dressed as uh Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and they just started like stabbing each other and just spraying like pink blood all over the audience. Yeah. yeah. See now that that is forward thinking. What a what high, a crazy what a crazy reality we live in where I feel like almost nostalgic about that point in time where I'm like, yeah, I know, I remember right? when it was I know. like, you know, they were sort of at each other and then it's like now we're living in like the remnants of that. And 
the logical conclusion of what happened after that. And I'm like, I would give anything yeah. to just go back to that. I would give anything well, Grant, to go back to Marvel Phase 2, but now here we are in Marvel Phase 4, and it's just all gone to pot. It's a mess, I guess. Hey, at least, guys, at least we got Sleepy Joe out of it all. <laughs> Thank God. Um, we got one more voicemail here. Oh, lovely. Good morning, Thought Cops. Son of M-Hack here. If you Hello. can believe it, it's a Friday once again. I've got two minutes of hate here for job interviews. I resigned from my last job, and my partner's co-worker said his partner was looking to hire for a position that's big, been vacant for a year with no applicants. I go through the process, and in the interview, I thought I did really good. The manager interviewing me seemed to like me as well. Then I get the call back, and I'm told they're going a different route. Oh, but apply for a part-time position. So what, a warm body is a worse alternative to avoid in the company? But I'm not sweating it. Just hated having my time wasted after being courted by these people. Yeah, Have sucks. a great day. Mm. It's legit. Wasting wasting time. Good to hear you, son of M-Hack. Wasting time, to me, is like... The, the, uh, being having your time wasted, I should say, is like the worst offense you can... Like, hearing your parking you don't ticket get it story, back. Kevin... Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the money, the fine, the financial, you know, uh, disposition you're put in is like one thing and that's fucking outrageous. Right. But the time I've learned at this point where I'm at, it's like, yo, that's the most valuable asset. Honestly, I was way more upset. I couldn't have my, I, I wanted to go on a walk on my lunch break and I'm like, I can't even fucking do that. And I, 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 I have l- to less sit about on the hold. Money. <laughs> like the money, like, I mean, look, it sucked to pay that, but then it was like sitting on hold. And waiting Dude. and thinking about like what I, I I was supposed to be relaxing on my lunch break for the fucking mm-hmm. thirty minutes or whatever I get and it just like I now have to spend it on hold with a fucking rude uh, employee of the city, and then yeah. you don't know how much longer you're gonna have to do that for. Like, what yeah. if that was just days yeah. and days and like every lunch break yeah. you have to? Yeah, that's my fucking oh. life now, man. It's just all this stuff like that. And I just have a list of like time-consuming tasks that I put off until Man, it's and too that's late. Just, that's the only resource that matters at all. Like, yeah, food, water, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But, nah, like, money that. money is just, like, we all we use in global capitalism, all we use money for is to just buy the time back. And there's right. some people that, go su- that get so sucked into the money aspect and forget that with the money that they're just trying to buy back that time, that they just go for full money, and then they get to the end of their lives, and they're like, uh, Scrooge McDuck. Just fucking looking. Time. He wasted all the time, and it's just like because you got Ugh. too into it. You you bought yachts, you bought planes, you bought starships, and you bought fucking Twitter. And Twitter isn't going to make you mm-hmm. happy, and it's not going to make people like you. You know, mm-hmm. you you take the money, and you know what you do with it? You buy time. That's the most valuable resource, and people just squander it. I, I hope M Hack finds gainful employment soon. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and I also, hope no one yeah, wastes any more of his time. I, being on hold, I think is the, is there like a term like for because I get like road rage when I'm on hold or not a, even on hold, but on the phone with customer service. I, I like I've worked customer service jobs like a lot in like my time, so I have like an empathy for it. But it's also like I can spot when like they just do not give a fuck, and that's right. when I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. like. All right, all right. Let's. I want to level with you here. I used to yeah. do this, and you are being a little fucker. Right now. <sighs> I know your game. Transfer me. No, you won't transfer yeah. me. Hello. 
But that being said, it just it's more like I I just I don't get like road rage. I just feel like my soul just gets like sucked out of my body, and I'm just sort of like yeah disassociating I get, until I can hang on. I turn red and I boil over, and then I calmly ponder and I think like I can see how being on the phone with a call center can make a person racist. I just I have that thought. I don't myself right, commit right. to any thoughts, but I just see I'm I'm like. There's a guy in Texas who has to do this, and this is why he gets on 4chan at night and writes about, oh, who knows what he writes about. It's a, a steady pipeline. Um, but that being said, yeah, if that inspired you, give us a call, 312-788-7361, or send us an audio file to thoughtcopspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to support the show, give us a few bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash thoughtcops, because every little bit goes a long way. And you can hang out in the live episode chats, get access to our bonus episodes of Fire Bros, which we're recording one very soon, so keep an eye out for that. I want to give a thank you to uh, one of our patrons who actually also he upped his pledge this week from uh, up to five dollars oh. a month. So now he's in the live chats. Uh, Super Coconut, thank you. Patreon.com slash Thought Cops. Uh, Gary, yeah. thank you so much for coming back on the show. Happy to uh, start to kick off Thought Cop season two with you. I was uh, a delight to be here with you guys. I'm glad we got to chat. And I do like the new, the free format. Um, Thank and, you. And, you know, I hope I was just a, a little more easy to deal with than your last guest. If anything, just a little. I think a, not a as lot. Di- not, not as difficult. 100%. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mission accomplished. Like by just huge, huge margins. Huge. Hey, Graham, what was my sign off last week? Well, see, I see I'm going to see you on the other side. I don't remember. I don't know. That's weird. It was, no, like, I'll see you guys <laughs> on the other side. That's, I don't that's know. it. That's what we're going with. I, I don't know. I, it sounded cooler last week, but I'm just going to go with see, it. This now. Is, yeah, this is the it's opposite. Like um, this is full circle in terms of like, I don't, I don't know how to do the beginning part. I, I got the end down. You just say bye and you fuck off and you hit the camera yeah. off button. But saying hello is like, hey, Grant, what's going on? And I go, I don't want to answer that. I will go to any length not to answer that. Well, that being said, I'm going to say, see you guys on the other side. See you, Space Cop.